0: Act to bill Act to bill Act to
1: bill Welcome to the Uptown Portland Picture Show. We got Ace Aunt, and Malik. What well, up? Late, and is
2: wide awake because he's the only one of us that's had a nap recently.
0: So. Yeah, I had, yeah, I got a nap and a you know a frappuccino, camera frappuccino, uh-huh. delivered from Starbucks by some delivery person. You know they hot footed it down there. I, I think they rode a bike to get it to me, but I don't care. I got it and I'm good.
1: That's that's beautiful. I'm glad you can rely on the kindness of others in, uh DoorDash.
0: Oh oh oh, kindness and you still gotta pay them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still gotta give them some type of tip. You know that ain't free. You can't put zero on the tip.
1: And I am your host, Jack Marius, Tech Theratrix, and this is the Uptown Parlay
0: Podcast. Hey, what? Are we we adding names onto your your profile now? (laughs) I am, yes. Yeah, okay.
1: All right. Let's get into it. Off top, I'm going to give you uh, seven college football games that we're going to be following tomorrow. I'm going to start with Buffalo at University of Buffalo, my alma mater at Coastal Carolina. Buffalo's getting 14. I'm going to take those 14 points and take the Bulls. If have Purdue visiting Syracuse at the JMA Dome, no longer the carrier dome. Syracuse is getting one point. Syracuse is 2-0. and Purdue is 1-1. You got Florida State at Louisville. Florida State is giving 2.5 to Louisville. Louisville's been pretty trash so far this year. Florida State is actually 2-0. and They might be ranked by the uh, middle of the season. Yukon is going... Michigan is going to UConn. Wait. Michigan is minus 47.5. I'm going to live those 47.5 points because UConn is that trash. Oklahoma is going to Nebraska where they just fired Scott Frost. Scott Frost was the worst coach probably in recent Nebraska history, having gone 2-23 in one score games or less. Nebraska is only getting ten and a half points. Things up to eleven or eleven and a half now. I'm still taking Oklahoma. I say they beat them by three tuddies. And the big game of the week, the U, is going to Texas A&M, who just dropped the game to Appalachian State. The U is getting six points. I am going to be taking the U. And last but not least, we have Notre Dame playing UCLA. I'm going to be taking Notre Dame, who's giving up ten and a half points to UCLA. Wait, not Notre Dame, not playing UCLA. Notre Dame is playing South Alabama. I'm going to be taking Notre Dame. All right. Now let's recap the week, fellas. What did y'all, Anthony, what did y'all think? What was the most interesting game y'all had last week? What was was something that caught your eye from week
0: one? Well, I'll go for this though on... So the, the the game that really got me was the game that we didn't get to talk about. So it was, it was the Thursday night game. I kind of like the beatdown that Buffalo was doing. They were basically letting, putting the league on notice that they're going to go for the championship this year. and They're definitely going to get it. That's what they basically saying. That's the game. To me, that was mm-hmm. the game of the week, no matter what happened throughout the rest of the, the week.
1: That was the most surprising thing that happened. Okay. I, I that, was was beat, that
0: was a beat because that was a beatdown.
1: It was a beatdown. It was a beatdown. Um, I would say, how Detroit played I expected Detroit to kind of roll over once the team got up on them by two touchdowns and the fact that they fought back to what they did and they probably should have won the game because they missed the um they missed that penalty is probably you know kind of infuriating Detroit fans but the fact that they lost by three managed to come back and cover that spread was I think pretty tremendous um well, being a Detroit fan, I wasn't surprised. That's pretty much
2: what they did. That was pretty much the game script from last year. Um, anyway. So uh and Philly was a better team. That's why I picked them to win to actually cover the four. Um and so I expected them to win the game. Um, but Detroit they, they did they did show up and they played hard. I think the biggest surprise to me was how poorly the Bengals played. Um in their home, at home against a team that, you know, for large, for lack of a better word, was, you know, appeared to be, you know, on the way down or at the very least, you know, middle of the road. You know, this was their opportunity. This was was Cincinnati's opportunity to kind of, to Anthony's point earlier, to put the league on notice that, you know, everybody's talking about Buffalo, but we ain't going nowhere. You know, we're still here. You know, we're the defending AFC champions. We were in the Super Bowl last year. Buffalo wasn't. And, um, despite all of that and that opportunity to make a statement, they rolled over, you know, they laid a major, egg. I mean, they still had an opportunity to win, but they laid a major egg and, you know, put themselves in a situation where, you know, they're almost at a point where they had, they have to win, you know, like they are expected to win this game coming up against Dallas and we'll get to it. But, you know, losing that first game at home to a division rival in Pittsburgh, you know, putting yourself behind the eight ball almost immediately. And honestly speaking, you know, they're not, they're, they're, they're now, if you think about it from a power rankings perspective, they're about as low they've, they've dropped down pretty far, you know, uh compared to what we saw with Buffalo. So we'll see how they, how they respond. But um, I think that was the biggest shock of the seat. shock of the first week for me.
0: Um, You could also put an honorable mention in there for everybody else. I should say, you know, the league wide of the Patriots, you know, we we kind of thought it was going to be bad, but not that bad.
1: I thought they were going to be.
2: Say, bad. You said 30 to 3, and Oh, That's yeah. I, you said yeah, last year. Yeah, week. I said that, but I don't so, know about to,
0: everybody so, else in the league, you know, the league, you know, people that watch uh, the other games, the so called other experts out there. I said it was going to be a beatdown, and it kind of was.
1: Well, I hope everybody listened to me about my Chicago Bears who put the uh, beat down on the 49ers. I said the weather would be a factor, and I was absolutely correct. And Justin Fields, you know, he made plays when he needed to make plays with his feet and the Bears defensive line clearly stepped up because they were able to sack um, you know Trey Lance whenever they needed to you know in the second half they really kind of shut down that team and also the fact that Eli Mitchell also got hurt so now going into week two San Francisco but out their starting running back again and Raheem Mostert and every other back that had been there is now gone so I don't even know who's backing them up
0: all I know is did no, they need to
1: put
2: a meme also. up for that Jeff Wilson's the backup. He's gonna he's gonna get the first team reps, oh. and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rain on your uh your Bears your Bears uh party parade at this point. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's week. Uh, look, it's week one. It was a horrible yeah. weather game. Like let's let's see let's see them do it when when the you know uh when the odds are not in their favor. The um, odds
1: weren't in their favor last week. to
2: was a no, 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 no! I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the odds, you know, in terms of like the bookmakers and the picks. I'm talking about you know, no, no, situations, situations and circumstances. They were at home, and you know, uh-huh. they played, they played well, they played well. I'm not gonna say they they did not play well for the first half of that game. No, they didn't. San Francisco just couldn't score either. So when the Bears got their act right and got 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 themselves straight, San Francisco was still. You know, fig, try to figure out what the hell they what the hell they were going to be, and Trey Lance played like trash to end the game, and you know, said <laughs> Chicago took care of business. I'm not saying that I'm because I'm, I'm not even saying they're going, no, good. we'll get to this game, but I'm not even saying that they can't beat Green Bay this week. I'm just yeah. saying, all things considered, you know, no uh, monsoon weather conditions and a quarterback that actually knows what the hell he's doing out there.
0: We'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. In other words, he's talking about let's see what happens when the owner actually comes to town who you guys placed this week, which is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well, we're
1: going up to... Uh, we're going up to... Comfort, going up Comfort, going up to his
0: house to pay some teams. rent. You might have to go I to his house to pay some that. rent. That's,
1: I mean, you know, as I stated last week, we've won a lot of Super Bowls when their season ends in the playoffs, as it usually does the past, well, I don't know, 10 years? That's True. neither here nor there. Green Bay. All right. Um. I will say Washington surprised me as good as they were on defense. I did not expect them to give Jacksonville that much resistance as they did. They came back and actually won again, which legitimately surprised me. Their offense is better than I thought it was going to be. But that being said, we'll get into it with the first game of the week. We got Miami at Baltimore. Both of these teams are now 1-0. Baltimore is only giving up 3.5. I think that's a bit of an overreaction. Miami's got some really good wide receivers, but Baltimore's got some really good corners. Uh, Marcus Peters is expected to play this week, so they will be with two starting corners, even though they lost Kyle Fuller, who was filling in him last week. Uh, Malik, go ahead with your pick. So this is three and a half points to the
2: to Miami. I'm 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 gonna go with Baltimore again here. Um, I think this is a this is a, a, a this is a type of matchup for Baltimore that they. Um, they think that they dominate. Um, they already played. They already dominated. You know, last, they dominated against the Jets last week. You know, um, they didn't. There was no point, even though the score wasn't necessarily out of control. Uh, if you watch that game, there was no point during that game where you thought that Baltimore was in any kind of danger. And that may just be, you know, because of the you know situation with the Jets and the injuries and um, you know all the people down, but. Baltimore looks good so far. And J.K. Dobbins, uh, if I remember correctly, he was a full, full, uh, full go at practice this week. So it looks like he'll be back on the field. Lamar looks just as um just as good as he's always looked. Uh he didn't run a lot, which was interesting. He didn't run a lot against the Jets. Um, he elected the pass more. I think he only had like 17 pass, 17 rushing yards in the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so expect to see. You know, that kind of come back to come back to earth. Miami's impressive, but I think that this is a game that they'll that they'll drop. I'm gonna pick the score uh somewhere around let say I would say about 26 to 17, uh Baltimore. So I'm gonna take
1: Baltimore and the under. I'm gonna go a little bit different with that. I'm gonna take Baltimore in the over. Um, I think they're gonna run the ball well on them. I think Miami got lucky because they were at home last week and the Patriots never played well in Miami. Um old pass offense looked lost and defense didn't look that much better. Uh Tua actually played, you know, he was a high-level game manager, being as people have been very critical of him. Two and on, as they say, down in Miami has uh, got his back a thousand percent more. But uh, he played well enough. But I believe Baltimore is gonna be able to stop not be Kill, but more more in line with stopping Jalen Waddle. And Mike Esecki was kind of not in the game at all. And Baltimore has a lot of weapons. So, with as many pass-receiving weapons as Baltimore has, I really think they're going to test Miami's defense. They're going to be at home. It's going to be a little bit colder this week. Home field advantage. Baltimore's going to take this one easy. I'm going to say, I don't know, 31-13 Baltimore.
0: Go ahead, man. Yeah, Baltimore basically was – I'm going to go with Baltimore, too. I'm taking Baltimore on the under in this one. Baltimore, um, in the first half, they was basically knocking off the rust against the Jets. Jets didn't take advantage of that. And then Baltimore basically came to life afterwards, and that's when they started scoring their points and stuff like that. As far as for Miami, they basically was facing against the Patriots who doesn't didn't even have an OC, you know, as far as calling plays. So, you know, that's what happens on that. But I'm definitely going to go with Baltimore. They definitely have a good defense, and they can hold teams down. And also, you can see that offense is back back to kicking in full gear. I wouldn't be surprised they run over Miami, but they take taking Baltimore and under just in case. On this because they, you know, they they still knocking off that rust. want to give them a little, another extra week on that.
1: All right. Next up, we have the New York Jets at the Cleveland Browns. Anthony, who do you got?
0: This one, unfortunately, I'm going to have to take on. Um, well, this week, I'm going to actually go the other way. I'm going to take my Jets in this one. I'm going to take the Jets and I'm going to take them in uh, over on this one. Oh, the
1: they're Jets are to... getting six and a half, and the over-under is 39 and a half.
0: Right. Yes, well, no, we can still, see it,
1: but I'm saying that for the I'm saying for the listeners.
0: Right. Well, I'm still going to take the Jets on this one. Quid, this is um, this is a wake up call for them. They actually have a good team as far as players is concerned, but it seemed like they taken it forever to put things together. They take advantage of Salah's relax, relax was being basically relaxing, being a players type of coach and stuff like that. But it seemed like he was turning it up on them in the press conference. I don't know if y'all guys seen it. He was talking about taking slips and um, receipts. looking at slips and receipts and all that stuff like that. That wasn't going towards the fans, in my opinion. I believe that was going more towards the players to put fire up on the heels to actually um, do some do something and actually win a game. They're gonna have they have to win a game, so they're gonna at least be in it. But I'm gonna take the Jets in the over in this one.
1: All right, I'm gonna take Cleveland in the under. Um, I think Cleveland has a better defense. What they showed last week in terms of being able to stop Christian McCaffrey from running the ball was very effective. His own touchdown was basically from a yard out. If the Jets get that close and are lucky enough to get a short field, they may be able to score that way as well. I just don't see Flacco being very effective in this offense right now. It's not that Corey Davis was even bad. It's just the fact that Flacco wasn't able to get him the ball. They weren't able to protect him well. It's just the injuries on the line and the combination of things. If they keep Flacco clean, he could actually keep them in this game and keep it close enough. I don't see that happening, but I do expect to be very low scoring. 17-10, Cleveland. Yeah, movie.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> um, so the thing, that, the thing that really impressed me about Cleveland last week was their ability to run the football effectively with both of their running backs. Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt both had really good games. And it showed you, you know, the game plan of that showed you that that's exactly what cleveland is, is going to want to be uh especially until deshaun watson is able to come back and and play for them they're going to be a ball control run heavy offense they're going to hand that ball off to those two those two stud running backs on a regular basis and not and try not to put jacoby percent into situations where he has to push the ball down the field um it's a smart play it's probably not going to work against you know the more explosive offensive teams um and so that's where i think cleveland is going to run into problems but uh, for right now, they're, I think that they're going to be, they think they should be fine against the Jets. Um, six and a half is a bit of a, is a bit of a high number um, for a, for a team, especially like Cle- that I'm saying, like Cleveland, that's going to be expected to, you know, play ball control and run the football. Um, and I especially don't like a six and a half point spread when the over under is, is is as low as it is. Cause it almost means that, you know, one team is going to almost not have to, is going to have to not score in order for the other team to really give that if, you know, Cleveland gets 25 points that you need, you need um, to hit that under, you need, you know, the jets to, you know, go under 20, you know, exactly. So, you know, again, it's a possibility. I think you're right. I think Cleveland's defense may, it may be as good as if not a little bit better than Baltimore with all of the studs that they have on that side of the ball um, and they're being, and them being at home. So I'm going to take Cleveland and I'm going to play the over on this one, just because of the, just because the number is so low. I think Cleveland can get I think between the two teams they can get up to to about 40 points. I
0: would just like to add in that the Jets defense was actually kind of playing kind of good there. They
1: were they were able to stop Baltimore from running the ball which is what kind of surprised everybody.
0: I also they couldn't even was, pass I, it that well either. I
1: think that was the game plan. Well the the, the passing touchdowns disagree with you.
0: Oh the passing touchdowns because they when they slipped in that on um, Brees Hall or whatever or not Bryce, Bryce Hall. Anyway, it went they wound up getting a third or fourth cornerback on the dude and that's when they started scoring on that. Okay. Even though the guy was supposed to be a, a starter from last year, but still, he got beat and this is the reason why the Jets drafted Sauce Gardner in the first place.
1: In fact, yeah, that's true. And Sauce, Sauce played it, you know, he's, he's he's improving. He's a rookie. He will get there.
0: Both um, Sauce and DJ was locking it down, but anyway.
1: Yeah, which is what was reflected in the score.
0: Yeah, but the thing is that they, they those two wasn't getting scored on. That's my point. Got it. Wait, so who's guarding Richard Bateman? No, at first it was basically saucing on DJ, but every time they would go to like a three-wide, four wide, they'll wind up pulling in that cornerback and then they wanna beat he was wind up getting beat.
1: He would switch on to them and he would end up getting beat.
0: Right. Okay. Like, they they should fix that, but that's the reason why I'm putting I'm putting in the over. That's just that's just on me. Let's see what happens.
1: Fair enough. Um next up we got Washington, the commandos at the Detroit Lions. The Lions are a one and a half point home favorites. ahead, Malik.
2: Now this is more like it. Um <laughs> uh last week against Philly, you know, I didn't feel I didn't feel too confident only because of the rushing the the rush offense versus the Lions rush defense. And, you know, it wound up playing exactly the way I expected it to, where Philly was able to run pretty much whatever they wanted. Um, against uh, against the Lions, and when they had to pass that that connection uh, between Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown, my goodness, that's going to be something to, something to see over the course of the season. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, that was you know a loss, but you know, not not one that that I couldn't that I wasn't able to take. Um, I think this one, in terms of uh, with Washington. Washington's a little bit more balanced. They did show us, and and I know H you talking about the defense. I think offensively they showed a lot of speed and a lot of talent. Um, the kid Jahan Dotson played really well. Yeah. I mean, this was a this was a game that they won. You know, they won, and Terry McLaurin wasn't like a star for them. Um, he wasn't yeah, he a star. He, yeah, and he yeah exactly. Um, Antonio Gibson played well, so like they. They showed something in that first week. Um, granted, it was against Jacksonville, and you know, we all know how we everybody knows how we feel about them. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Lions to to win this game outright and get their first win of the season against uh, a Washington team that I think is better than a lot of people might have thought they were going into it. Um, but Carson Wentz is still Carson Wentz, he's still gonna give us uh give us an opportunity to get, get some get some turnovers, make some plays there. I'm looking forward to seeing what the defensive line, uh, what Detroit's defensive line can do when they're going up against a, you know, offensive line that's not as dominant as what Philly brings to the table. Um, I think Philly was a really good test for this team. Uh, and if they're healthy and they can play, you know, they can play up with them. I think this Washington game should, uh, you know, should, should go their way. The one thing I will say before I jump over to, to you guys is. Look out for DeAndre Swift. Um, he's been nursing an, an ankle situation across over the course of the week. He did not practice Wednesday, Thursday. And I don't think he practiced today on Friday as we're recording this. So keep an eye out for that. If Detroit's uh, offensive line is also a little banged up uh, as well. Uh, Ragnow may not play again. He didn't play last week. He's um, their all-pro center. But uh, everybody else looks like they're a go, uh, although there, there's some injuries along along that line as well. And then last but not least, Julian Acquara, Um the lions you know breakout um you know defensive lineman from a, a couple of years ago he looks like he's gonna play and uh who's the kid from who's the kid on washington um the, a- no, no 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 the the past rusher on, on washington that, that's still not, Sweat. still not playing um, yes yeah, is is gonna play uh chase young chase young yeah, Chase Young is still going to be out uh for Washington, he won't be won't be playing. So, uh look out for look out for those, but uh yeah, I'm going to take Detroit and I will take the over on
1: that one. Okay. I'm going to be taking Washington and the uh and the under, mainly because of the injuries that you mentioned DeAndre Swift. If I had known that he was hurt, I if he was healthy, I would definitely take Detroit. He had 15 carries for 144 rushing yards. He averaged 9.6 yards a carry. Um, Washington wasn't really able to stop the run against Jacksonville. James Robinson was amazing. He was able to score in every phase of the game. If DeAndre Swift can play, that would change it for me. But without him, I just don't think Detroit can attack them the way they need to. Jamal Williams is more of a straight-ahead banger. And he'll be good, but I don't think he'll be good enough. And I think Washington's offense, see, this game really feels like a toss-up. I'm gonna take my chance to go to Washington. I'm gonna say Washington and the under and the under hit in 67% of the time last week, just so everybody knows.
0: Yeah, Dan? yeah, this definitely feels like a toss-up in my opinion as well. But I'm taking Detroit under this one just for a little um hum, um a human standpoint as well on the side, just to let you let you guys know Brian Robinson. You know, I know you he guys heard about him a couple of weeks ago. He wound up getting shot, but right now he's actually in camp, uh, in with the team, working out and stuff like that. So soon he would come back. Quite praise. Him. I'm glad that you know he, you know something worse than what happened to him, like being you know dying or something like that didn't happen. But as far as for this game, I'm definitely going to take Detroit and the under in this one.
1: All right. Next up, we got Indianapolis at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are home dogs. And they're getting three and a half points to over under the 45. I'm going to start this off, and I'm going to take Jacksonville. Actually, I'm going to take Indianapolis here to cover. Um, They probably should have won the game last week. Rodrigo Blankenship, formerly of the Colts, missed a game-winning field goal from 42 yards out. Seemed the most reasonable of all the field goals that were missed. Not blocked, except for the uh, green Let's except for this. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh game which everybody was just doinking it off the or just missing out right field goals from like 45 or sometimes even 50 but Rodrigo missed one at home in the dome and he is no longer therefore I'm assuming whoever they replace him with is going to be a little more consistent um, they fed the ball consistently to their star running back um, I don't even need to say his name everybody knows who he is I'm taking Indianapolis Matt Ryan is good enough Jacksonville's a little bit shaky. and The defense is very shaky. Give me the Colts and the over.
0: Go ahead, Give me the Colts. Give me the Colts and the under in this one. I it quite. I don't like Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville needs to get so a little bit more scrutiny on there, on their team. But from what I'm looking at here, I, I have I like Indiana's team a little bit better. And even though they're going to be going traveling to Jacksonville. I kind of like how this over and under is looking here for them, so I'm going to t- definitely take Indianapolis in here and take the, the under in this. All
1: right, yeah, Malik.
2: You know, part of me really wants to take Jacksonville, um, just because I feel You'll like they Yeah, but that's the whole—that's the whole thing. I feel like home opener, you know, against against a, a division opponent. You know, there's got to be at some point in time we've got to see you know what everybody else saw with trevor lawrence um i mean we did see a pretty phenomenal uh interception from their number one pick this year uh trayvon walker that was that that pick that he had was was fantastic i i, I like i've there's there's cornerbacks out there that i don't think can make the, can make that catch um that he made so you know i just want to see jackson go i got to see it to believe it i guess is where, is where i'm coming from with them Um, I think they have tons of talent Uh, Doug Peterson we already know he's been a successful coach in this league so you know you know that you believe that they have something that they can that they can build upon but I can't pick them until I see them actually do something with it so uh, I'm going to take Indy to cover uh, you know what Matt Ryan can bring um, you know good and bad you know what Jonathan Taylor is and you know this team is just easier to trust even though uh, I don't trust if it gets if it gets that close. Like, there's literally no reason that that game should have been as close as it was uh, with Houston. Like, there's literally no reason. I, re- I, I rewatched yeah. that game just because I was not able to figure out how they lost it. And frankly, they just they just took their foot off the gas. I guess I don't I don't. It's, it's hard to really it's hard to really quantify. Um, but I don't think that happens here. Uh, Indianapolis takes this win. Uh, give me Indy, and I will take the over on
1: this one. All right. Next up, we got Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Tom Brady against New Orleans since he's been in Tampa is 0 4. New Orleans is a two and a half point favorite, and the over under is 44 and a half. This is my first lock of the week. I am taking Tampa Bay to roll on New Orleans. If this is a team that could not stop Atlanta and Atlanta with Marcus Mariota and Cordero Patterson, they have no chance at stopping Tom Brady. Leonard Fournette and that offensive line and the weapons that they have in Evans. I don't care that God, when it's out, Julio Jones looked like Julio Jones. This man ran a jet sweep. He looked like Julio Jones five, six years ago. Um, I don't know what he showed up to Tennessee as, but whatever he showed up to Tampa as, it's working. Um, New Orleans is not bad, but they're not good enough to win this game. Give me Tampa, take the over, lock it in. Yeah, Malik.
2: I'm going the other way. I'm going the other way on this one. Um yes, yes, very shocking, of course. Um, look, t- look, I said the same. I just said what I, I just what I just said against Jacksonville. I say the same thing with Tampa and Tom Brady. Like they have not beat the Saints. The Saints have been able to beat them. Call it, call it luck, call it. Skill, but it's been happened. It's happened so many times over the past, you know, couple of seasons since since Tom Brady's been in Tampa Bay. It's just hard to quantify. It's hard to say that they're not going to be able to do the same thing at home in their home opener against um against the Bucks. Um, I do think I I'm gonna disagree with you there, Ace. I do think not having Chris Godwin is gonna is gonna uh, uh, show up at some point in time, and I think it's gonna show up relatively early, um, because I don't trust that Julio Jones is just you know back to his 2013 version of himself um, for, for, for too long.
1: Um, 2018 version, which is, would be the best. Or
2: 2018, whatever, whatever version that, you know, whatever version that it was when it was him and Matt Ryan lighting up the league. I don't think he's there yet. I think he's got, definitely still got, you know, a lot of juice left and he still can, he still can run and play with the bust of them. But I think as a third option somebody that was going up against, you know, uh, you know, not, not the best corner on the other side. You know, he was able to, he was able to show some things, but I I think that, you know, uh, clearly Tampa's, I'm sorry, clearly um, New Orleans has their work cut out for them, but I think they'll be able to score enough points and keep the game uh, at a relatively close, uh, close clip. Um, They may not win the game outright, but I'm not taking them as a home dog. I mean, I'm taking them as a home dog on this one. I'm going to take, I'm going to take New Orleans and I'll take the over.
1: All right, Anthony. The yeah, hearing
0: both of your arguments, y'all, y'all both had very good arguments, but I'm gonna side with Malik on this one. I'm taking Quite, oh, wow. I'm taking New Orleans and I'm taking them the over. I don't believe in Tom Brady right now as far as for this game is concerned. You know, and quite both teams is basically still knocking off Russ. I don't believe in Julio Jones quite playing all of a sudden. This is not Madden, you know, you can't just plug him in there and also he start just going off and keep on going. But as far as watch out for New Orleans, they even got that Wildcat thing going. But let's see what happens. I'm taking New Orleans on an over. I would like to
1: remind both of you that Alvin Kamara is not expected to play this game. I don't know if you knew that.
2: He's questionable. He's questionable.
1: He's, yeah, that means unlikely. He's
2: to play. just is questionable. That doesn't mean he's unlikely to play. He's, questionable, means he's means questionable, he's going to play. And all right, He's the and, tight, end, tight end from San Francisco. And not for nothing, you know, Tampa Bay still missing what three of their start, three of their five offensive linemen. Three of and their they, starters on the offensive they, line.
1: And they played great last week.
2: They did not play great last week. Dallas just played like trash. Uh, <laughs> Dallas I don't just, know, man. Dallas's look, Dallas' defense Dallas's wasn't defense all that bad. Dallas's, bad. Offense, Dallas's offense, Dallas' offense wasn't was, was what was causing it the was biggest terrible. problems for yeah. them. It Was, it was, it was horrible. Dallas' defense didn't play all that bad last week. I
1: mean, they scored so, nine. They scored nine points.
2: Three the, points. The oh, well Tampa's
1: offense? Yeah, Dallas, Dallas, is Dallas' offense. Dallas
2: yeah dallas's offense scored like nine points in the game
1: yeah
2: you know so, you, you, it's, it's hard it's hard to win when you when your offense can't score you any points new orleans man, can man. score some points new orleans can score some points james james might throw a, throw a couple two tempo but he's gonna throw some to his own to his own guys as well michael thomas, boy, if,
1: he looked good he did
2: and look and that's what i'm saying if you're talking about julio jones you gotta mention how good michael thomas looked yeah. You know, you, you got you gotta give him credit too. So it, it's it's you know, I think it's leaning it's leaning pretty well into the, the Saints' favor. We'll see.
1: Fair enough. Next up we have the Carolina Panthers going to the New York football giants. The Giants are two-point home favorites and the over-under is 43 and a half. And who do you got?
0: Uh it's very hard to pick this one here because you know, Baker kind of failed on me on this one. The Giants actually surprised me. Is, is going both ways. You know what? I'm going to pick the Giants. The reason why is because of coaching. And I, I'm going to have to go with a fellow friend, quite Toledo, on this one because he was talking about the Bills coaching. He always kept on talking about their culture and their, their, um, stuff and chewing my ear off. And I kind of hate that because that's the Bills. But anyway, as, as far as the Giants is concerned, they seem like they, you know, they. Going, going, going around their little handicap known as Danny Dimes and actually winning games. So I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to take them to, until Baker proves me right. I'm going to have to go with them and I'm going to take the, um, let me see, it's 43 and a half on this one? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to take them and I'm going to take them in the um under in this one. All right. And I'm going to make this a one of my, my first lock of the week.
1: Oh, locking it in, folks. All right. Uh, Malik, what do you got?
0: So fans
2: can't fans listening cannot hear they can't see our our podcast we don't put we don't put the video up on these but you see what i'm holding right here i'm holding two very very this, these are chinese, <laughs> this is the chinese um uh what is it chinese therapy the therapy balls
1: yeah, these are Bruce these Lee.
2: are the steel balls that brian davil showed last week <laughs> in, in going for two in that opportunity that he had to win that game against tennessee you got the
1: win or you lose right here
2: that that was Outside of the most that that was the most impressive victory, not just because of the fact that he went for it on two after two, but they were getting dominated by Tennessee for pretty much the entire game until Until, they woke up six minutes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Carolina looks like they're you know obviously still trying to figure themselves out. Baker's only been on the team for like a month um, at this point. Christian McCaffrey looks like he's, he's still a bit, he's still trying to, you know, break the rust down, you know, break the rust off. And if Brian Dable is the, is the, you know, the the elixir for Saquon Barkley to get back to being who Saquon Barkley was, man, the giants are going to have something, some, something, uh, have, have an impressive time, you know, putting together some offense, just got to hope Danny Dimes doesn't throw it, doesn't throw the game away. It's a two point spread. Yeah. Um, and the Giants are in the and, and the Giants are opening up at home I'm gonna take the Giants and I'll take the
1: over on this one all right I'm gonna take those two points and I'm going to take Carolina
0: <laughs> I knew it
1: um, I knew it you knew <laughs> it because Carolina's comeback failed last week
0: uh, hey as you they know that Baker's still real estate shopping right
1: Baker may not have a home in Carolina but he's better than who they got and he's, he's still looking for home he's the best quarterback they've had since they had a healthy Cam Newton before they got rid of him um, before he kept hurting his foot over and over and over again. He looked good last week though, it to Robbie Anderson. He just needs to work with his receivers a little bit more, work the tight ends a little bit more. And they still have, I think honestly, even if we're carrying Saquon to Christian McCaffrey, I'd rather have McCaffrey because if they just load up the box and say Saquon beat us, I don't think I mean, basically that's what teams should do because Saquon can beat you, but Daniel Jones cannot as shown by last week. Tennessee's defense is not like all world, but they should have won that game. I don't think Carolina's going to make that mistake. I think the Giants are feeling good. They had a good week of practice, but I am not counting Saquon out, but I'm not counting out um, McCaffrey and the rest of the Carolina Panthers. Their defense is upset. They lost a few opportunities, but I'm taking Carolina. They may actually end up being a push the way these crazy games were in week one. Maybe it'll carry over to week two. But these are the two most iffy teams that are playing each other this week, honestly.
0: Oh, Just remember McCaffrey. because
1: they have a better quarterback and an equal push on the running backs.
0: I mean, I don't I want to call it equal push, especially for coaching, like Malik was saying with Brian Dable, making um, Saquon look a little bit, quite play a little bit better. Yeah. But uh, I understand where you're coming from because McCaffrey yeah. made um, last year, made Sam Donald look like he's a pro bowler. But... <laughs> and he has a <laughs> confident quarterback. He has an above
1: average quarterback
0: right now. So, so you know, yeah, I can see why you're leaning TV, that way, right? but.
1: Daniel Jones has more fumbles than any other NFL starter. So, like, he don't even got to throw it. he just got to fumble the ball before he gets it to Saquon.
0: And, and I'm just going to try to pick it up. I'm just going to try to believe that the Giants might actually have an actual coach. So, you know, he's going to negate that Daniel Dan, Danny Dimes BS. And yeah. hopefully, you know, they can survive this year and they can draft a their real quarterback next year.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. For all those Giants fans out there listening in New York, New Jersey area and Connecticut. Shout out to y'all. Um, next up, we got New England at Pittsburgh. New England looked terrible. People around here are upset. Uh, Pittsburgh is a yeah, I was home underdog, which is kind of shocking because they did lose their best defensive player, but he is not gone for the rest of the season. They still have Mika Pickpatrick, Mika Fitzpatrick, who's all over that damn field, making play after play, play after play. So at least in the secondary, they got somebody. They're forcing Kendrick Bourne to be put into the lineup, even after Bill Belichick was mad at him for coming into a couple meetings late. Um, the owner has said as much publicly. So, based on the chaos that is going on, and the fact that Pittsburgh is at home and New England still is not, I am taking Pittsburgh to cover and win this game. I'm going to take the under, a low scoring game favors him again. Um, sad to say, but the New England Patriots will start 0 2 for the first time since the 2020 season. Give me the. Pittsburgh Steelers and Trubisky for the win. Good league.
2: Took my thunder. That was my uh, my stat. My stat <laughs> of the uh, of the game was 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 that New England zero and two record, which really tells you how amazing um, the Brady run was, um, yeah. and 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 how um, even Mac
1: Jones last year.
2: How far? Yeah, exactly. And how far they've fallen. That's just just you know, in terms of expectations, concerned that this team is going into. Pittsburgh to play against a Mitchell Trubisky led, you know, led squad. And they're only getting 2 they're only giving two points. Now, granted, I think the thing that was, the thing that's most mostly interesting about this for me is, you know, people are, people are saying that Pittsburgh's win uh, against Cincinnati was a bit of a surprise, which I won't say that it, you know, it It, wasn't. It totally was. Yeah. I I won't disagree with that. But what wasn't a surprise was how bad New England looked against, against Miami nobody is shocked by how bad they looked nobody's worried by by about new england at this point they're not worried about the quarterback the running backs and receivers nobody's worried about anything over there so to me i'm going to go with mike tomlin and the pittsburgh steelers to hold it to hold their own against a team that you know probably one of the few teams in in the afc that they are actually you know hands uh, hands and feet better than so I'm gonna take the Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, Mitchell Trubisky is gonna start two and zero. This Pittsburgh career is gonna start two and zero, and I'll take the over just because I feel like that number is just so uh, so low um, that you know I, I feel like you know somebody's gonna score a couple of points. I'm just I'm gonna take the Pittsburgh Steelers and the
0: over. All right. And- Thank you. Thank you. Ding-dong, the witch is dead. And everybody's going to be having a conga line beating the snot out of the Patriots this year. This is what happens when you don't have Tom Brady. This is also what happens when you don't have Josh McDaniels or any competent OC. Once again, ding-dong, the witch is dead. This is going to be a beatdown. I'm definitely taking the Pittsburgh and I'm taking them in the over. This is going to be the first of many because a whole lot of these AFC um, teams are coming for revenge and they're going to beat the snot out of Bill Belichick. For all these years of how he was treating the basically the league and the AFC, going for going for it on silly stuff and all these other things, and quite this gate and that gate, definitely take quite Pittsburgh and definitely take the over. This is gonna be my next lock of the week. Y'all guys better run down there to the whatever wherever you're betting at and put the money on that.
2: Yeah, I'm locking in Pittsburgh as well, Ace. I mean it's a two-point dog at home against against a Patriots team that looked like trash. I mean, seriously. Tony's gonna, no, be
0: a, there's there's no gonna be a it's gonna be a conga line of beatdown. It's gonna be there's a no beatdown. No
2: there's
1: no reason to believe that they can't they can't win this game.
0: Patriots are gonna get beat like a piano. Okay, we let man. that settle in. <laughs> I
1: have a few more that are a bit much a bit more solid, but that's just me. This is a really good pick though. I I like that for y'all. Um next up we got Atlanta at the LA Rams. Two teams who lost at home last week. The Rams are 10-point home favorites. The over-under is 46 and a half. And I am locking this in as my second lock of the week. I'm taking the LA Rams. There's a LA team who needs to get a win, and this is going to be them. They're going to beat the breaks of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Atlanta has no defense, as shown by last week. They have a bit of an offense. Kyle Pitts did not get to do much. The Rams are not going to underestimate their competition from here on out. And they will be able to cover this spread and they're going to hit the over. Um, I see a lot of points for Cooper Cup. I see a lot of points even for Cam Akers. And I see a lot of points for Allen Robinson. Give me the Rams. Give me the Rams all day, every day. Definitely. I mean, it, it's hard to pick. It's, it's There's three
2: games this week. It's week two. Okay. Mm-hmm. And four,
0: there are three games, games, ten games
1: points,
2: with 10 point spreads. Yeah. This this is probably I mean I, I can't I I can't remember the last time this happened this early in the season. There was this many teams. My goodness, this is amazing. Um, this is probably this is one of the ones I I probably feel most confident about um, covering the spread because um, with the exception of with the with the not sure what the hell happened to Cam Akers' situation last week. The Rams looked like. They 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 they're not that bad. Like the, the the Rams the Rams didn't look bad. They just played against probably the best team in the NFL right now, um in in the Buffalo Bills, and you know their quarterback is still coming back off of off of an injury, um and, and still has you know hadn't thrown in a month and well over like a month and a half after having after having the elbow surgery so, uh or having having you know the the issue with his elbow, he's not listed on the um on the injury report which is great. Um, so he's going to be definitely be out there. He's a full go. Um, and the team is, is, is looking, looking like they're, they're ready to start making their move. And the fact of the matter is the, the NFC West doesn't look, doesn't look all that strong. So looks like they're, they're going to be able to walk through with that. So yeah, they should absolutely crush Atlanta. I think Atlanta's best game was last week against New Orleans. It's the best game. It was probably going to be their best game of the season. They lost that game. Unfortunately, everybody here in Atlanta was upset,
1: but Atlanta did they, from the uh, fights and the stands.
2: <laughs> Atlanta did what they do. Um I think this team is going to be in line for a top 2 top 3 pick this year in the draft and this doesn't uh you know this is this is this is going to help them get there because they're going to get swamped uh up there in 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 LA. They're going to get completely completely you know mollywop. So I'm going to take uh the Rams and I will take the over as well. All right.
1: And
0: yeah, it's going to be a clean sweep. I'm taking the Rams and the over in this one. Rams are yes. They're going to come back and beat the snot out of the, out of the ATL in this one. I'm sorry to say, any any um ATL fans out there, but your teams, you might as well just hide your faces this this week because it's going to be Rams in the over.
1: Oh, last week was their Super Bowl. They they didn't expect a lot, but if you got a lead <laughs> against the Saints and you at home, you're supposed to win. Like that's what that was. It. Yeah, there exactly. was
0: an. There was a the positive right now, so you know they they can watch this out. You know. Stay home. Stay home, Ram fans. Save at your least, money.
1: At least in fairness, I mean, I the, uh, fans. Falcons fans, the, you know, at least they weren't fighting each other like the Rams fans were in the preseason. So they got that <laughs> going for them. Um, next up we got Seattle, who's number one in the NFC West, which I did not think I'd be saying in any of these weeks. Gat San Francisco, <laughs> they are a nine-point underdog, and the over under is 40 and a half, which is the second lowest one of the week. Uh, I'm gonna go first on this one. I'm going to take – they played a very close ball control kind of game. So at San Francisco, that's what they want to do. I'm going to take Seattle, and I'm going to take the under. I expect this to be a low-scoring game. I think nine points is too much. I don't think Seattle will win, but I don't think they'll lose by 10. That's just what it is. It's going to be a weird seven-point loss, 17-10, maybe even a real low-scoring game, 13-10. Who knows? Um go ahead, Malik. Trey Lance has got a
2: good Trey Lance has got to have his coming out party at some point. He's got to. If he didn't have he couldn't have it against Chicago, which is a much better defense than what Seattle has, it's gotta happen at some point in time. San Francisco's at home. Seattle had their Super Bowl. They had their best game of the season last week against Denver. Um the 12s were out. They, you know, uh motivated them to, to the victory, but Seattle's not very good um you know and they they you know as as great as they looked they got 17 points they would score 17 points against them Denver. again denver's got a good defense san francisco's got a good defense they can still defend um and they can still play from that from that from that standpoint so san francisco's and again like i said he's got a you know, trey lance has got to do something so at some point in time he's got all he's got weapons uh, all over the field George Kittle might be back. Um, he's he's a he's a game time decision. So if he comes back, that that's just another piece, another piece of his toolbox. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Trey Lance for one more week, and I'm gonna take San Francisco in the nine. I don't feel as good about this one. I'm not gonna lock this one in, but I'm gonna take San Francisco to hold for it. And I'm just not believing in Geno Smith, so I'm gonna take San Francisco in over. Wow,
0: yeah, keep, right. um, Kittle's kind uh, of um, screwed me over last week in fantasy. I kind of overslept and I forgot to take him out. And then, you know, he decided to take his little break. But, you know, um, I'd I just also like to give a small sh- a side shout out here to Jamal Adams. Hopefully, you know, he'll come back next year. Hopefully better than ever. Hate to see that yeah. happen to him. Gone for the whole season. But as far as for this game is concerned, whatever, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Geno Smith. I think Geno Smith's coming out probably, you know, after t- 20-something years of being in the league or whatever. It looks like he finally got it together and you know he, he 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 looked like he knew what he was actually doing. He got a real coach under him. He knew what he was doing. He's fitting that system. He can do exactly what Pete Carroll wanted him to do unlike Russell Wilson who was actually more talented and actually wanted to do more like passes stuff like that. Geno Smith actually can fit into this offense and I don't trust Trey Lance right now because Trey Lance seems like he's he's still shaking off the rookie jitters or whatever. But anyway, I'm going to go with Seattle and take the uh, take the under in this one.
1: All right. Next up, we have Cincinnati Bengals at the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. The Cowboys will be starting Cooper Rush. They are getting, mm-hmm. they are getting seven and a half points at home. Over under is 41 and a half, and Cincinnati played their worst game of the year last year. Um, the worst game I've ever seen them play, I should say, by Joe Burrow. And they still almost could have won that game. They have the best wide receiver, I believe, in the game. He is unguardable. On that fact alone, I would like to take them, but giving Dallas seven and a half is too many points. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to take those seven and a half points. I like the home dog. I'm taking the Cowboys. Lock it in. Third lock of the week. And who do you got?
0: Well, I'm going to shout out, another shout out here to this little meme that I posted in our group from um, Dallas Cowboy Hayden Nation. I'm going to go with them on this one. You know, quit. and you know, even though know Cincinnati did bad last week, whatever, and you know, I had a bad game. This is Cooper Rush they kind of playing against, you know. So I'm just gonna go here. I'm just gonna take Cincinnati <laughs> and take Cincinnati in the over. All right. You definitely gonna have because because Dallas don't have a quarterback, so you know that's just gonna ha- they're just gonna lose. Anyway, right. I'm going to take Cincinnati and over in this one. Not believing in Coop. Nope.
1: Right. Malik. You're on mute, Malik.
2: Yeah, cool. I actually am believing in Cooper on this one. Cooper's, Cooper Cooper Rush has been on this team for, what, three? I believe it's three years now. He's been a backup yeah. for a while. He's fully, you know, this is not like a situation where he's just learning the offense. He's fully involved into the offense. And, you know, for with the exception of maybe the downfield throws, uh, because Dak has a stronger arm, I don't see a reason why the Dallas Cowboys can't run the exact same offense that they ran with Dak, with Cooper Cooper Rush. You know, um, obviously, you know, he doesn't uh, give them the athleticism that Dak had, and he doesn't give them the, the strong arm downfield, but he made some decent throws um you know in the game he didn't look he didn't you know he didn't look horrible and his um and you know he didn't play bad in, in other starts that he's had over the course of the last couple of seasons when he's been here so I think he's going to do perfectly fine uh and keep this game close to keep this game within uh within us within a touchdown Dallas's defense is still a good defense Cincinnati the one thing that Cincinnati still didn't show me last week was they didn't show me the ability that, that they you know going to commit to the run um with all the the turnovers that Joe Burrow had uh, especially especially coming off of his injury with the appendicitis um, expected him to you know expected them to, to hand the ball off a lot to Joe Mixon and get that that side of the ball running they didn't really do that so uh, Dallas if, if Dallas can put them into the same situation they're not going to run the football and they're going to um, you know give the ball to Joe Burrow and, and just let Jamal, uh, Jamar Chase do what he does I think Cincinnati wins the wins the game but I'm going to take that seven and a half point for a Dallas uh, Dallas underdog. that you know yeah, they've lo- they lost their quarterback, but I don't think their backup is as bad as everybody else. Uh, everybody everybody else believes it just because of the fact that he's been there for you know a, a fair amount of time. So I'm gonna take Dallas, and I'll take the over as
1: well. All right. Next up, we have the Houston Texans at the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson's home opener, and Houston's new road first road game of the season with their new QB did not look very good last week. He looked lost in the headlights. I think Denver's defense is going to lock in. I think Russell Wilson's not going to miss too many opportunities, and they're definitely not going to fumble on the goal line again. Houston's defense is not that good, and Denver's is much better than I expected. I'm going to take Denver to cover at home. I know 10 points is a lot. I know I picked the Rams already, but um, yeah, I'm leaning on Denver on this one again. So it's going to be Denver. I expect them to cover this. Go ahead, Ann.
0: Yeah, um... I just wondering how much did they paid Russell Wilson?
1: He's guaranteed 165. So the next three years he is their quarterback. And then for the next two, if he plays those, 265 or 238 million a year.
0: So how many of y'all were scratching your heads last week, you know, when Russ, when that multi-million dollar quarterback was sitting on the side when the kicker decided to come out, you know, to win the game for them? It didn't make no sense right there.
1: I can't believe they went for it and I can't believe they didn't give him Give
0: themselves a timeout
1: to make to have a decision to have more time to make that decision to like kick it or do what they were gonna do.
0: Well, all I know is I'm hoping that behind the scenes killed
1: up in that game, also.
0: I hope that behind the scenes there was a whole lot of yelling and stuff like that. And they take it out on Houston this week because that's what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Denver in this one. I'm gonna take Denver and the over in this one. Houston got a, a decent team, but I can see Denver actually winning this. And both teams combined scoring over 45.5. Oh,
1: and the main reason why I'm not picking against Houston is because Rex Burkhead was their leading rusher last week. So there's that as well.
0: Oh
2: yeah, he's back. That's my pick. That's why I'm that's why I'm locking it. I'm not only picking Denver, but I'm locking Denver in. Um, look, if the best running back on their team is Rex Bur- Rex Burkhead. You're telling me Davis Mills, Rex Burkhead, and and some combination of Brandon Cooks and whomever else is on that team is going to go into Denver and get a win against a pissed off Denver team. Look, Denver lost that game against Seattle because of two fumbles on the goal line, a, an idiotic uh, play call by by their by their head coach, and eleven penalties. That's what it took for them to lose by one point. Okay, so. Denver is a better team than a lot than people are giving them credit for. Um, this team should be perfectly fine. And Russ is going to cook. And Nathaniel Hackett is not going to take the ball out of Russ's hands anymore. He knows what the hell he knows what the hell he has now. At the very least, he knows what the hell he has. Uh he thought himself, he, he, you know. Like he thought he he like, I think he like just just, you know, game planned himself out of that situation. That won't happen again. Give me Denver. I'm locking this in. It's my third lock.
1: All right. Next up, we have Arizona at the Las Vegas Raiders. Both teams who got beat down last week. One by San Diego, one by Kansas City. And Las Vegas is looking for a win here. They're giving five and a half to Arizona, who looked lost. They don't have much of a pass rush. Las Vegas, with all the money that they spent on theirs, I'm kind of shocked that they didn't have one either. Waller didn't get going. Josh Jacobs didn't get going. Arizona got James Conner going, but he was basically the only scored a touchdown because they were inside the fifteen. Outside of that, they had Kyler Murray running for his life. I don't know if Las Vegas has as good of a coach and as good of a defense. But something about this game, this is this is the one game that I would not I would not really pick up unless I had to. So I'm not actually gonna be betting this game in real life. But I'm gonna hurry up and pick and I'm gonna take the Raiders, mainly because they're at home. I think Waller, I think um, their new wide receiver, why do I keep forgetting his name? Who They were desperately missing in Green Bay last week. Devontae he's gonna Adams. Have huge game. Devontae Adams. Adams is going to have another huge game. And I think Josh Jacobs is finally going to get going. I think they're intentionally not giving him the ball because they didn't sign him to an extension, but I think he's going to be their best running back in every career year for them. And I think this game is where he starts doing it. He's going to have a great season at home. So watch out, fam. Watch out for Renfro catching a bunch of passes. Go ahead, Malik.
2: Yeah, it's Vegas again here, again as well. Um, <clears throat> I mean, not for nothing. I think the Cardinals are gonna just struggle a lot this season, uh, especially uh, while they're still dealing with the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is not, you know, not can't play for them yet. Um, so, Vegas showed me that you know they, they you know, they, Vegas and Dave and uh, Derek Carr showed me that you know they can handle having a number one receiver um they fed they fed uh you know Adams pretty well and you know got him on track uh and now this is time for the rest of the office to get on track it's time for Waller it's time for Renfro it's time for you know all the other receivers to to start you know making things happen and the fact of the matter is I mean the Chargers had Khalil Mack and and Joey Bosa um yeah the Cardinals don't have don't have either one of those guys so I'm not too worried about the Cardinals uh you know being able to put the pressure on Derek Carr. I think he'll be able to stand back there, deliver the ball to his receivers, and make some plays happen. I'm picking our result. I mean, I'm picking Vegas and I'm taking the over in
1: this one. All right. And who do you got?
0: It is the highest over and under under this week after um the Minnesota and Philadelphia game with 51.5. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sc- it's kind of scary for me to pick on that one, but. I, I, I'm very tempted to pick um Vegas in the over here because I definitely don't trust Arizona, so I definitely understand why you guys picking it. But for some reason, for a betting standpoint, a little gamb- a little um gambling me want to pick go with the Vegas and the under in this one. I still think that they can score a lot of points, but I don't think it's going to reach up to fifty-one point five on this one. All right.
1: And Malik, I think you had my third lock of the week is Dallas. I had Denver. I had Seattle Denver. actually. I had Seattle who's getting nine points.
2: You did lock in Dallas too. I did. Yeah, you did. Listen well, back to the recording. You did lock in Dallas. If you don't if you don't want to take them, that's fine.
1: Anybody who's listening to me right now, I am not taking Dallas That's a lie. <laughs> All right.
0: Sure you don't want to take Cooper Rush as a lock? I believe
1: that they'll cover, but I'm not taking them as a lock. That's that's madness. I have my record to protect. I was 3-2. and two. Mm-hmm. I'm 60%. I want to stay 60%, hopefully 80% this week, if not 100%. What only got
0: saying, two man? locks of the weeks.
1: Yeah, you only got two in so far. We're doing five games that we're really following each week.
0: So no, that... no, no, no. I just wanted to make sure how many locks I had. Yep. yep. I sure wouldn't lock Cooper Rush in there, you know. But no, nope. That's just me.
1: Next up, we have Sunday night football showdown between the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers, the oldest rivalry in all sports. Chicago is getting 10 points at Green Bay after their piss-poor showing last week. I don't understand why. I really think this is an overreaction. The over-under is still somehow only 41.5, although that makes sense considering the Bears combined scored 29 points last week. So I guess if people expect the Bears to not win this game, they expect them to not score much at all. Green Bay's defense didn't show me much. Chicago's pass rush did. It made San Francisco's line look bad up the middle. There were blocks that were just completely missed. The running game didn't look that good considering it was the rain. Khalil Herbert got going. David Montgomery got going. And Trey Lance, Trey Lance, ah, the widest on my team. Justin Fields was able to show his leg and show that 4-4 speed. I think that's going to be a huge factor, him being able to buy time with his legs and just taking off running when there's nothing there. He made really good decisions in bad weather. I think in good weather, given time, he'll make even better decisions. Obviously, I'm locking the Bears in of my fourth lock of the week. Give me Chicago getting 10, Sunday night football. They're going to show up and show up. Let's go. Go ahead, in.
0: Yeah, Chicago definitely proved me wrong last week. I have to admit that I was wrong. Uh, they had a nice little slip and slide contest afterwards after beating the start out of the 49ers. They was playing kind of good. I, I, I actually have to change up my ways a little bit thinking about Chicago. They might actually have a good coach to match up with fields. But um, well, I'm still thinking about something that happened last year. I know Ace would hate to hear this, but I don't have to um, relive this uh-huh. moment.
1: Robert snaps it quick. Crusher coming. to his right.
0: Pumps and runs, and Rogers is in the end zone. Touchdown Packers! It's Rogers running for the score.
1: All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So and this is a, the highlights
1: this year. I love this. It. Is love this it. is
0: this is definitely going to be Chicago going up to Green Bay. You know, they have to pay rent maybe, you know, hopefully they can say they own Rogers, <laughs> But let's see what happens. Either they're going to be paying rent or they're going to finally quite take a, take over the um, the lease of, the, of their house back. I'm going to go, but for this game, I'm going to go with Green Bay and over.
1: Two differences from last year to this year. Green Bay yeah. doesn't have Devontae Adams, and Alan Lazard is their best wide receiver, which is never a good situation for Green Bay to be in.
0: <laughs> let's see what happens. Oh, this has to be my lock. So I have to lock this in. Remain over. Love it. Get ahead. Of it. Get ahead, of it. Um, Not only am I taking Chicago,
2: I'm locking Chicago for 10 points. I'm going to lock them in. I want the 10 on this one. Um, Look, I mean, not for nothing. I think Ace, I think the black and blue Vision is coming. But division is coming back. I think these four teams are going to beat the living hell out of each other. For all of those games. Um, I think, you know, Minnesota may be the most talented team in the division, um, top to bottom. Uh obviously, you know, Rogers is still Rogers, but he's got some he's got some figuring out to do on the on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think Green Bay is just gonna score a ton of points against everybody against anybody this this year. They're gonna play defense and they're gonna keep the game close and Chicago needs to do the same thing. I also think that Justin Fields can do some do something with obviously with the running game, you know. You can run the football and keep the game close. Keep the the clock down. Matt Eberflus showed me something uh, last week, um, you know, coaching the team. I'm not saying Chicago's going to win the game, but I think that 10 points is just way too much to be giving away to to a team in in this rivalry. Um, So I'm going to take Chicago to cover with the 10 points. I'm going to lock them in as a best bet for me. And I'll take the under because uh, I feel like this game is just going to be a, a knock, a knockout, you know, dog fest. Oh yeah, and, the under Chicago is going to, and That's yeah, and I, I think Chicago's just going to, you know, going to hold hold it in, uh, as, as hold 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 up as as much as they can. Um, I can see Green Bay winning by four or five points, but uh, yeah, not the ten.
1: All right. Well, thank you for your uh, interjection there, Ant. Next up, we're moving on to Tennessee at Buffalo. Buffalo is at home and they're favored by ten points. The over/under on that game is forty-eight and a half. I'm gonna go real quick. I have to. It, this is giving me such pause because Tennessee beat the brakes off of Buffalo last year. Now, I, do I think that's gonna happen? No. Buffalo won the first game by twenty-one points. They could easily win this game by twenty-one points. But Tennessee's defense is not bad, and they know they're in for a war here. Um, their problem is they have nobody to pass to like last year with AJ Brown. I don't know why they didn't pay him because they have nobody to take the top off that defense. And I think that's what made it possible for Derrick Henry to get so many yards. Without him being able to run like that, I don't know how they're going to get. I don't know how they're going to get this going and save Tannehill. Um, Buffalo's defense is really good. They had one injury on the defensive line with Ed Oliver, but they're mm-hmm. deep at that position. I believe he's going to play that. This is kind of a tough one for me, but I am going to take Buffalo at the first Monday Night Football game, and I'm going to lay those ten points to um, Tennessee. Yeah, Dan.
0: Um, yeah. Um, it's two of many differences that f- from this year and last year. This year, Tennessee is going to be going with a rookie wide receiver compared to last year. Mm-hmm. Last year, Buffalo didn't have a running game besides Josh Allen, and now they actually do have a running game. That's two of the main differences. I don't even really have to talk about the defense upgrades and all this other stuff like that. But Buffalo's going to murder um, Tennessee in this one. This is going to be a bloody, <laughs> bloody Monday. I'm going to go with Buffalo and the over in this one. I'm sorry to say, Buffalo is look like they really marching on to the AFC Championship game. Buffalo and you, the
1: over. You locking this one in because you? Yes, to I have on. to lock
0: this in. But I am oh. definitely going to lock this in, no all matter right. what. Even if it uh, didn't have had more games to go.
1: All right. yeah Can't believe. You know,
2: I, I I want I want Tennessee. I do want Tennessee in this game. Um, I want the ten points badly. Um, I just feel like I want these ten just because. Look, I mean, there's a lot of points to give a good team. Tennessee is not a bad team. Um, they they again they, they choked away their opportunity to win to get a win in a game that they absolutely dominated against. Uh, against the Giants and <clears throat> Mike v- Mike Vrabel, the uh, head coach of Tennessee, knows this knows this Buffalo team. He played against them for years, years against years in New England, uh, and he's been coaching against them for the last couple of years uh, as he's been in Tennessee. So, you know, it feels like Tennessee is going to play them play them hard, not play to the not not play to the level of you know lower to the to the level of competition. And if this if somebody's going to give Buffalo a game, it's got to be it's going to be Tennessee um i'm gonna take the points i don't feel good about this and i'm not locking it in so i'm gonna take the points i'm gonna take tennessee and i'm gonna take the points i still don't think they lose the game um but i'm gonna take those 10 just because i feel like tennessee is a better team than what we saw and you know buffalo should be able to win this game and i think i think they can win this game by seven or eight points and, and it still looked like a you know pretty impressive you know win but just you know not blow them not not blow not blow the brakes off of them if derek henry cool. can can get there running if, if Derek Henry can 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 run the football like you know uh, winning a game something like you know 28-21 I could see that happening um so yeah give me Buffalo and I'll take the uh the over as well all right
0: wait before I'm you Tennessee, is, I'm sorry, Tennessee
2: give me Tennessee not again. Yeah. I just
0: I just want to say you know how much it pains me to actually keep picking Buffalo like this you know they're good, <laughs> and you're not. A yeah, hater. yes, I'm not a. I, I can't be a hate on this. I know they're good, and for some strange reason, Facebook decided to have Buffalo, or me follow Buffalo. I start seeing a lot of Buffalo <laughs> stuff popping up. I don't know how that's happening. Even though know, you trying in, to block it.
1: They're listening in on your phone, and you have it set so it's reading all your preferences and listening to your microphone. So it's probably it must be something as we speak. And if it, that's may- the case, subscribe and listen to the Uptown Parlay Podcast, brought to you by Voyager.io. All right. That's a word from our sponsors. Back to the games. Our second Back to the games. game. Which is kind of weird because usually they do an East Coast, West Coast thing, but both of these are on the Eastern time zone. One's at 7.15, one's at 8.30. So I guess you can't watch both of them at the same time unless they expect Tennessee to just get blown out so early that she'll just turn on the Philly game. Minnesota is at That's Philly. That's what I'll be doing. There. I'm going to be watching be the Philly game. Minnesota's at Philly. Philly's giving two points. The over-under in this is 50 and a half. Philly put up a bunch of points, but also gave up a bunch of points. Their pass rush is really good. Um, I give, I really, really give um, Detroit a lot of credit because the fact that they were stand up to that Philly defense and everybody's picking them as an underdog pick, I'm impressed. But they were at home, so, you know, they got a lot of fighting in that team. Philly's going to try to beat down Minnesota. I, I think their secondary is much better than we give them credit for, and I think Philadelphia is going to be able to do it. I expect them to win this game. They can run the ball on anyone. And once you can run the ball on anyone, you have A.J. Brown, and if they can actually complete a couple passes to Devonta Adams, it won't be a problem. I'm sorry, Devonta Smith, former Heisman Trophy run out of Alabama. It should not be a problem. Um, Justin Jefferson is great. I assume they're going to double team him, rotate coverages, do whatever they got to do, play some sub zones, make sure he doesn't get behind them. But don't expect Minnesota to go off. Dalvin Cook is going to have to be a major factor in this game for them to win. Felt like he wasn't in the game plan at all last week or he just got shut down at the line of scrimmage. Give me Philadelphia. This is my final lock of the week. I'll lay those two points. Philadelphia and the under. Go ahead,
0: Yeah, I'm going to take um, Philadelphia as well. Definitely give me Philadelphia and the under. I, I just don't like Kirk Cousins. I think that's the reason why. It, it, it always pains me. Every time I just look at Minnesota, I just see his his face and I just hate him to death. I know I'm not supposed to be. i supposed to be a little bit biased on this and actually pick on on uh, actual how things are supposed to go. But I don't like you don't him. Like him so.
1: Maybe his teammates don't like him either, so that could affect the way they play.
0: Yeah, I hope so. But you know, yeah, I'm definitely going to take Philadelphia. I want to pick the over just because I see that 50.5 over there. I just want them to beat the snot out of them. But I'm going to be a little bit more realistic on, like I was in some of these other games. I'm going to take Philadelphia and the under in this one.
1: All right, well oh, this Malik.
0: is my last my last lock of the week as well. all right
1: Malik last game last pick for you.
2: yeah, um, it's a clean sweep guys. We're gonna lock in Philadelphia. They looked really impressive. um I watched that I watched that Detroit game with them actually two times um once the once live and then uh once on a uh condensed replay from NFL plus um they looked really impressive. um they looked like they they know exactly what they have uh, in their quarterback situation. And again, I, I mentioned it earlier, that connection between him and A.J. Brown is really fucking impressive. I'm saying <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's pretty good. Um, look, Minnesota, as I've said it earlier, I think Minnesota is the most talented team in the division. Um, they, sh- to me, should win the division. Um, and they need to the win games, but they need to win games like this where the opportunity presents itself. Um, they have a one-game lead on Green Bay. And but after this week, I think everybody will be tied one and one. I think everybody in the division will be tied one and one because Minnesota is going to lose this game. Um, and Philly is going to Philly going to roll. Um, Philly is the one thing I will say. Kirk Cousins, you don't like Kirk Cousins in. I just don't like Kirk Cousins in primetime. I think Kirk Cousins in primetime is a problem, and I don't believe that he's going to be able to, you know, withstand against this defense. And I really want to see. Uh, the the matchup between Darius Slay, uh, big play big play Darius Slay and Justin Jefferson. I would love to see if they're they're locked up against each other uh throughout the course of the entire game that'd be really interesting and really fun. So I'm gonna take minutes. I'm gonna take uh Philadelphia as well locking them in Philadelphia and the over because I think this is going to get to a good high scoring matchup.
1: All right, moving on to our shout outs and to recap our best bets. I have Tampa Bay, the L.A. Rams, Seattle Seahawks, Philadelphia, and I guess I'll stick with – oh, and Chicago. Okay. Ant has the Giants, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Buffalo, and Philly. Malik has Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Denver, Chicago, and Philadelphia. Last week and I believe you went
0: one and four
1: in your best bets. Malik went two and three and I went three and two. I have a slim one game lead on the season, but hey, it's early.
0: Yeah, very slim. Don't worry, you'll be last place this week. You know, this is <laughs> see, this is why he's here
1: for folks for comic relief. All right, y'all. Um let me go into my shout outs real quick. Shout out to ESPN for finally doing some good coverage on the NBA. And let me know that um, Dennis Schroeder got signed by the L.A. Lakers. Let me know that the Knicks are still expected to be within the playing range. Even though it's a football podcast, I'm always looking at what my Knicks are going to be doing, what moves are going to be made. Whoever they sign, shout out to Daquan Jeffries, the newest Nick on his <laughs> training camp contract. Shout out to you, sir. I hope you make the team because if you do, I'll be buying your jersey. That's what real fans do. You said you're gonna do this. You have
2: to. You have to do it. They
1: buy jerseys. Players who are marginal at best and may or may not make the team. It's not just first round picks. You know, I can't just rock. We'll be top in jersey.
2: You and his mom, y'all gonna gonna be the only two people in jerseys, and that's
1: great. (laughs) He's on the team. He's on the team. If it's in the game, it's in the game, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shout out to NCAA for finally dropping the release date for the new NCAA football. I can't wait. In the words of Bart Scott, can't wait. Can't wait. I'm here for this. This is what we do. And i good.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to give one quick shout-out. My shout-out is going to be to Rob Asala. You talking about collecting receipts and stuff like that? Just win the fucking game. Just, that, that's it. Just win the game. I'm speaking for all the Jet fans out there because the thing is that if you keep losing, we add you on to the previous coach, the coach before that, and the coach before that and then you just be, become part of the losing the loser squad which Todd Bowles, of course is getting out of cuz he's in Tampa Bay. But no more no more clichés, nobody gives a shit. Nobody no no, no at gas no brakes, nobody give gives a hoop. Win the fucking game. I'm saying that because I'm quite I'm speaking for the Jet fans that I know in different Facebook groups that's been saying this for the longest like over hundreds of them. Just win the fucking game. That's all we give a shit about. Fuck the receipts. Fuck all the, the 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 slogans and shit like that. Just win the fucking game. In the words of Herman Edwards, we play to win the game. Thank you. If you yeah. win, if you win this week, that'll be it. Anyway, go ahead, Malik.
1: You know, I I actually did like
2: what Robert Sala was saying about the receipts and all that stuff. I actually like the fact that he's keeping all the receipts. Now he may not be able to cash them in at any point, but he's keeping them. He's gonna keep. Go hold on to all his receipts. You live in New York, hold on to all those receipts because you know you know what you gonna need. You gonna need to get your get yourself reimbursed. You gotta fly your ass back to San Francisco or wherever the hell, whatever the hell, whatever the hell you gotta you gotta go when the Jets fire you after three seasons because you ain't won no damn games if you don't win no games. If Anthony's right. You don't win no games in New York, they will get rid of your ass relatively quickly. And you gotta worry about that. You and Zach Wilson, you'll be hanging out with Zach Wilson at his house with his mom and them. Um shout out to uh my shout out is to uh all of the NBA players that stepped up and spoke out again uh, with this Robert Sarver situation and made it very clear that the um, relative slap on the wrist that the NBA gave him for his his comments and, and all of the misogyny and everything that was going on in his organization is not to be tolerated and you know, it's not enough. Um, it's not enough for, you know, for him to be just be gone for one year, $10 million, you know, for billionaires, $10 million is a drop in the bucket. It's like $10 to us. So it's really don't matter to him. He's probably just cashing that out from a freaking, a freaking stock option that he has. Um, oh, so it's, it's, you know, it that's not, that's not the hit. The hit he is, the you bank. know, exactly. To me, like the hit, the hit for the hit for for owners like this and and, and people like this is to lose the thing that you, you you cherish the most, and that's this that's the 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 prestige, but it's also that team. There's only thirty of you guys that have the 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 luxury and the opportunity to go ahead and and own one of these franchises, and you know it's it's up, it's on you to make sure that you uh, keep yourself above board, and the fact that he's not doing that. And the fact that this, you know, he's got a whole bunch of black guys on his team and he's talking about a whole bunch of black people, black people on a regular basis.
1: And other um, creepy stuff. If he was doing like exposing himself in front of male employees when they were like bending yeah. in front of him, happened to be yeah, the comments Bro, he was making about everybody, like he's a classic weirdo.
2: This dude's just, a creep on multiple levels, man.
0: I just wanted to ask you on this too. Also, do you think that the owners behind the scenes just didn't want another sterling situation? they just trying to keep it, well, keep it in there because it can happen to them at any time or something like that. There's no what?
1: tape and there's no photos or video to run on this on like the nightly news. Like they were running it on CNN, Fox, everywhere. Like Sarver was getting it from everywhere. Now, even Fox was like, wow, this is this is apprehensible. But like basically, what, what would need to happen is you would have to be a pattern of this. And he, I mean, basically, they didn't really make him. They didn't, you know, they didn't make them make, um, what's his name? Uh, a Sterling. They didn't make Sterling sell. His wife declared him incompetent and took the team and she sold. It. She was like, four billion? Y'all take that. Or no, it was two billion. They paid two billion dollars for the LA Clippers. And she was like, "Y'all will take two billion dollars. He's my ex, right? You know, I don't even get him none of the cash. Yeah, that's all I mean. Yeah, I'll, I'll sell it. I'll take that. <laughs> Shelly Sterling sold the team and took two bill. So I don't think Robert Sarver is divorced. So I don't know if they're gonna make him sell, but PayPal pulled out, so we'll see. PayPal is no longer sponsoring the team. They were to patch on the jersey. So it's going to be tough to find a new one. Maybe he can yeah, be I mean, sponsored think, by I, Ashley Madison or something. I don't know.
2: I think if he's <laughs> if he's still around and he's not um he's not going to be you know out there. You know he's, if he's going to be out there, I, I will say, look, all of these players, Chris Paul, you did it before. You know, where you made a statement against uh, Donald Sterling, you know, when you won the Clippers, do it again. You know, nothing wrong with doing it again. Uh, you and, and, and set an example for the rest of this league and the rest of these owners out here, they can't do this shit. So shout out to the NBA players for stepping up, speaking out uh, once again and uh, and putting a voice to, to to the situation because this, this is this is bullshit, man. Can't, 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 be, can't be having this.
1: Yeah. And shout out to my Las Vegas Aces. I know y'all gonna win the title tonight um, or tomorrow, I should say. I know y'all named after me, and I appreciate that. And I want y'all to win. Shout out to Aja Wilson. And we out.
0: Peace. Peace out.